Again? You got another joke? Let's hear it. <laughs> These aren't jokes, man. These are real-ass stories. Oh, <laughs> props. Rich guy and a poor guy, they see each other every year around Christmas at the store buying gifts for their wives. Okay. And so the poor guy says to the rich guy, he says, um, "What?" Uh, the poor guy says, what are, you, what are you getting your wife for Christmas this year? He says, I'm going to get her a brand new Mercedes and a diamond ring. And the poor guy says, well, why are you going to get her both those? And he said, well, if she doesn't like, doesn't like the diamond ring, she can drive it back in the Mercedes and return it, and she'll still be happy. And so the rich guy says, the poor guy, what are you getting your wife? He says, I'm going to get her a pair of slippers and a dildo. And he said, the rich guy says, well, why those two things? He goes, because she don't like the slippers, she can go fuck herself. Oh, God, I knew that's where that was going. <laughs> All right, good. Very rude and crude, but that's what you get at the We're, We're Not, Not Nordic, Nordic Podcast. Episode 12. Welcome. Spooky month rolls on. It does. Remember the last podcast, folks? What did you think about that? was that? a long time ago. Did you write it us? Was. Did you? <laughs> did you write us? Did you write us? Did you, did you have some things to say? Um, <laughs> Not Nordic Pod at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. I was thinking, should, should we bring up... I remember the one of the few podcasts ago I was talking about how President Obama was on WWE or WWF addressing the crowd, and you said you wanted me to send it to you. Yeah, yeah. So I sent it to you. Do you think we should play it for the peeps to let them hear it? Let's, what do you let's, think? Let's, 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 hear, let's hear Barack addressing the universe. Okay. What is, is that what it's called? Is that what the universe is called? It's WWE Universe. Oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. I thought there'd be another name... For like the the Wrestleverse or something like that. Hey WWE fans, I hope you're all enjoying the program tonight. You know, this is a historic time for America. It's not just that the reign of Randy Orton may soon be coming to an end. <laughs> it's that at this moment, in this election, we have a chance to finally end business as usual in Washington. For a long time now, we've had a politics where our leaders go after each other like they're competing to become king of the ring oh, instead wow. of coming together to provide universal health care, fix our economy, solve our other problems. That's what I'm running for president to change. So to the special interests who've been setting the agenda in Washington for too long, and to all the forces of division and distraction that have stopped us from making progress for the American people, I've got one question. Do you smell oh, what Barack is cooking? Oh, my Dear goodness. Dear God. Wow. Now, now, I also I also did find the John McCain and Hillary Clinton ones. Do you want to hear those or do you just want to let, let them lie? Folks, what do you think? Do you want to hear these? They're pretty they're pretty embarrassing. I really could go my the whole rest of my life and not hear anything from Hillary Clinton ever again. And maybe we should respect the dead with John McCain. Really? You don't want to hear him? All right. Give me one. Give me one of the two. Um, you, you surprise me. You know what? I guess I got to go McCain because of what he says. Oh, boy. All right, here we go. Here's Chaboy John. Here we go. It's Chaboy John. How are you, South Carolina? Finally, the Mac has come back to Greenville. Oh, dear God. Dear Looks God. like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama want to settle their differences in the ring. Well, that's fine oh, with wow. me. But let me tell you, 
If you want to be the man, you have to beat the man. Come November, it'll be game over. And what you gonna do when John McCain and all his McCainiacs run Whoa. wild on you? You wanna pull out of Iraq? Well, I say no surrender. America can win the war against terror. I'm gonna introduce Osama bin Laden to the Undertaker. <laughs> you wanna raise taxes? Well, I want a smaller government and bigger individuals. You see, my friends, I believe that America is the greatest nation in the world. And Americans don't watch wrestling because we're bitter. We watch WWE because wrestling is about celebrating our freedom. It's about fighting to be the very best. So, can you smell what the Mac is cooking? Whoa. Whoa, they Let me give you a little straight talk, WWE fans. You might need a ticket to the Fatal Four next weekend. Whoa. But you don't need a ticket to the cage match in November. All you have to do is get out there and vote. You decide the champion. You make the difference. And that's the bottom line because John McCain said so. Wow. That was deep, dude. The Fatal Four. Uh, oh, man. Stuff like that is the reason that I try to pretend like I don't like wrestling in a lot of social situations. Really? Just because I don't want to deal with the questions. Now, what if what if out of nowhere, like, there was this uh, person that came up and said this? Hi, I'm Hillary Clinton. Had to play. But tonight, in honor of the WWE, you can call me Hillrod. Oh, Jesus Christ. This election is starting to feel a lot like King of the Ring. Uh. The only difference, the last man standing may just be a woman. The oh. truth is, no, it wasn't. this election Damn. is so important. The next president will face a stack full of difficult challenges right from the opening bell to fix the economy, bring our troops home from Iraq, and make college more affordable. Chuck, folks. You need a president who will go to the mat for you, and that's exactly what I'll do. <laughs> I've been knocked down, but I've always gotten back up, you and I know how to take end. a hit for the American people. <laughs> and if down. things get a little tough... I may even have to deliver the people's elbow. There it is. There it because is. this country is worth fighting for. Now, I promise to stick to the political arena. She did. So don't worry, Randy Orton. You're safe what for now. Everybody's when it comes to standing up for the American people, though, Come on, Randall. I am ready to rumble. Ugh. Ugh. Just like, just like the blatant drop-ins, you know, like, I sh- like that one Simpsons episode. I sure do love... The Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. The Denver Broncos. Right. Man, that oh. was just that was just thanks. Oh, that that was that was painful. I was having a nice night, Jay. Uh, no, no, you just uh, I'm all I'm all I apologize, but this is something we had to recap I'm all to ver- get it out and over with. <laughs> I'm all I'm all verklempt now. Let me break it down for you. That needed to be done, folks. Okay, fair Okay, enough. thank you. All right. Here's a couple weird news stories that I uh that I uh <laughs> bookmarked here. Okay, let's hear them. Thieves steal duffel bag full of rare snakes. This is dated uh, 10-8. Where were they? San Jose, California. Call it serpent surprise or a snake mistake. People get paid to write this. Oof. A California reptile lover says thieves who made off with his duffel bag, duffel bag probably thought they were taking swag, but it was full of snakes. Brian Gundy, who breeds and sells reptiles through his business... You ready for the business name? Let's hear it. I don't know if you are. I'm ready. For goodness snakes... Bravo. Had given a presentation at Martin Luther King Library in downtown San Jose on Saturday and left his gear in a parking garage to retrieve his car. When he returned, he found a duffel bag containing three pythons and a lizard was gone. 
Gundy tells K-Ron TV, I know that's K-R-O-N, but K-Ron sounded funnier. Okay. Two snakes were later found in a dumpster, but he's worried about the safety of the other reptiles. He's he, Man, the dude put the snakes in a dumpster? That's kind of mean. He's filed a police report and hopes garage surveillance video and help from the public will help catch the thieves. Um, all right, so snakes scare the shit out of me. I'll, I'll, I'll get that right out of the way. Seriously. <laughs> So Oops. for some reason, I, I was a thief and I was stealing somebody's bag and it had fucking pythons in it. That would be just absolutely nightmarish for Keyword me. Keyword was if. Right. Now, why was there a lizard in there with the other snakes? That's that's my one of my first questions here. Bro, that's how they transport them. You never been on a lizard bag transport? <laughs> Dude, that's how you transport lizards. For, go- for goodness snakes, Jay. There you go. <laughs> there it is. I mean, that sucks. That sucks for the guy because I know people have this strong connection with snakes. Like when they have them. I mean, look at Britney Spears when she came out with that python when she did that song on MTV. That was very erotic. Was it? I don't think it was very erotic. She looked very scared holding it. Yeah, maybe I gotta look back on that again. Maybe I'm misremembering it. When David Spade was a young kid, him and his brothers, they had snakes. They had rattlesnakes in the house. And his stepdad actually tried to help him grab one. <laughs> Oh, really? And he got bit, and they had to take him to the hospital. What, did you read David Spade's biography or something? I did. Almost interesting. That book rocks. So, you needs to get it. You needs to read it. Man, that'd be a good punching bag. But no, it's actually a good book, so I wouldn't give that to you, because you'd enjoy it. God, the guys in my band are having, like, a really detailed conversation while I'm trying to podcast. Nice! Um, okay, uh... Kiss makes big splash by performing concert for sharks. Having played nearly every corner of the earth in a nearly 50-year career, the rock band Kiss is taking its show to a new place, Under the Sea, where they will perform for great white sharks and eight fans separated from them by a small submarine. As part of a promotion by Airbnb, the fans and Kiss will travel November 18th in separate boats off the coast of southern Australia. While Kiss stays above board on one vessel, the fans will be lowered beneath the surface of the water from a second boat into the viewing sub in an area known for shark activity. Damn. Using underwater speakers, Kiss will begin playing, and the sound will be audible to the submerged fans and the sharks. I was a little taken aback by it, but they explained that sharks are attracted to low frequencies, and so they're attracted to rock and roll, singer and guitarist Paul Stanley told the Associated Press. Since we're going to be in Australia, it gives a whole new meaning to doing a concert down under. Damn. <laughs> the first come, first served event cost 50 bucks, which, honestly, I figured, it, it, which is pretty cheap considering what money grubbers KISS tend to be, which is half the price of KISS tickets and even the worst nosebleed seats in the last row in Madison Square Garden. Proceeds will go to charity. Wow, I didn't even know KISS knew that word. Uh, reservations can be made starting at 6 p.m. EDT on Airbnb.com slash KISS on October 14th, which will be in the past by the time you hear this. <laughs> Sorry. The event will take place in the Indian Ocean off Port Lincoln, South Australia. KISS will be in full makeup and costumes for the performance, which will be at least four songs. Okay, so they're not doing a full set. I'm not sure how much of us the Sharks can take, Stanley said, but I'm hoping they know rock and roll all night. Stanley said KISS bassist Gene Simmons has recovered after having some kidney stones removed recently. Should be ready to perform well before the shark show. There's several more paragraphs, but I think you get the idea. I do get the idea. I was trying to think of the entire time, you know, like uh, a shark joke. I figured that's where you were going. Yeah, and I I can't think of one. (laughs) KISS won't be alive? 
<laughs> I don't know. Kiss alive, kiss, kiss alive with sharks. Uh, uh, I, I, I know. Man, we got to brainstorm here. Come on, come on, let's brainstorm. Uh, uh, Do you like Kiss? You know who likes Kiss? Someone that I know is Spencer. He really enjoys Spencer. them, but I shout out to Spencer. Thank, yes. Thanks for thanks for being a fan. Yes, um, I would have to say that when I listen to the live albums, a lot of the crowds sound fake. Uh, well, yeah, it could be. I, I actually read that the uh, the Blink One Eighty Two live album was still recorded in the studio. Really? They piped in. They piped in the crowd noise. Yeah. See, that's what I feel when I listen to those Kiss albums, those live albums, because I, I remember listening to it, and there was like a whistle that just kept happening, I think. It was like, and it like it was like enough that I'd kept noticing it, but I could be wrong. No, I don't I don't, know. I don't think that's totally uncommon. Because, that first off, the recording sounds pretty decent. Yeah. You know? And it's flawless. So I think I just un- un- unleashed a conspiracy on the world. Yeah. So, Somebody's guys, a, I'm sorry. What do you What do you think? Are the Kiss Live records legit? Not Nordic Pod at gmail dot com. Would Get you at en- me. Would you enjoy hanging out with sharks while you're listening to Kiss? Right. Uh, personally, pain uh, and pleasure. <laughs> pleasure would be the sharks. Pain would be listening to Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I mean I like the first record's not bad. I, I don't know. Um. Uh, yeah, so basically we brought up two of the things that scare the shit out of me most, meaning snakes and the band Kiss. Okay. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. No, it's I got it. you. Uh, uh, all right, so that's all I have. Are, you, are we all good for news then? I got one story what if do you, you want to hear. What do you got for me, bro? Okay, down in Ecuador, there's an ice cream flavor. Now, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Let me ask you that first. Peanut butter cup. Okay, peanut butter cup is an ice cream flavor? Or is that peanut butter cups in the ice cream? Yeah, in the ice cream. Okay, that's not a flavor, dog. I'm talking vanilla. I'm talking chalk. What are you, what I mean, are you talking here? I mean, there's, there's fucking, you can go get a pint of Ben and Jerry's right now, peanut butter cup. Folks, do you hear what, see what I'm saying here? Well, would you try this flavor? Guinea pig. Uh, what? Yeah. This is what a guy said, 78-year-old. I was suspicious, but it was tasty. Oh. Yeah, it's, uh, they're doing it down in, uh, Ecuador. Uh, mm-hmm. It consists of two tables. Uh, this this area that does it consists of two tables in an open area lined with dentist clinics and other businesses. For Even what? so, demand is growing. Every week, the entrepreneur prepares 150 servings, one dollar for a cone of guinea pig ice cream. So, is it exactly what it sounds like? He's yes. like pureeing guinea pigs. Let's see. Let me let me keep reading for you. She also makes 40 servings of ice cream flavored with beetles, also traditionally eaten as a salty snack, sure. and a smaller amount of, of mushroom ice cream. Uh, my family and my husband thought I was crazy. Really? They didn't think anyone would like these ice creams. But now they're our main product. Uh, she acknowledges that her investment would pay off. Where is this? Let's see. It was a close call. Out of work with three children in tow. She began attending free training courses for entrepreneurs. In six months, she managed to concentrate guinea pig flavor after cooking and preparing a pate from the animal's flesh. She adds milk or cream and refrigerates the concoction until it was a rough consistency of ice cream. The taste is similar to chicken. The beetle mushroom ice cream include fruits such as pineapple and passion fruit. Beetle ice cream has a slight aroma of wet earth. Yum! Yeah. 
All right, here's and the... cicadas and worms are used to make some desserts, often chocolate-infused ones. I mean, I've heard of, I, they're eating insects is really not all that uncommon everywhere, but here, right? Um, there's a, there was a joke about it in Saved by the Bell. I don't know, I don't know if you, but Zach Zach uh, gives Mister Building a caramel caterpillar, so he would go to the bathroom and puke so Zach oh, could get right, out right, of detention. Right. Um, mm, these are delicious. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that episode. Uh, he, he's not a, he, yeah, he's, it's not a chocolate beetle or, he's like, no, this is a caramel caterpillar. Um, uh, the only reason I feel like I can't fully come down on this is like, like I've eaten Scrapple before and like, as, as a concept, is that really any more disgusting than guinea pig ice cream? Uh, yes. Really? Uh, I, I don't think Scrapple is more disgusting than guinea pig. I think guinea pig tops out the, the really? list of disgusting. How come? I mean, guinea pig seems like a dirty animal, and that's what's really throwing me off, but pig seems pretty dirty, too. Uh, all right, well, uh, so, oh, so I get what you're saying. You don't like scrapple, you don't like bacon, you don't like pork. That's fine. No, I, I do know. like those things. Oh, I thought he was a dirty animal. Have you ever had guinea pig uh, pork chops? No, that's guinea what I'm pig saying. Pork cho- I thought you said pigs. Right. It's two <laughs> separate animals. Right. Right, but but you say you're saying scrapple is more disgusting than eating a guinea pig? No, I said I said it's on the on the same level. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. That's why that's why I feel like I can't be like, oh my god, you're eating guinea pig. Like, yeah, but I think like it's I more like a scrapple. rodent. But yeah, but yeah, but there's there's pig and there's rodent. You know, there's there's rat, mouse, guinea pig. Man, I right? should I should just go vegan. No, <laughs> don't do that. I, I, I could. No, don't. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So you hear that, folks? Jay said I wasn't allowed. But if you do, you need to go to Chambi in Philadelphia and you need to get some of their vegan nachos. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Check them out on Instagram. Instagram. Oh, I, oh yeah. I, 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 saw you, I saw you shilling for them. Dude. Yeah? I'm telling you. Not going to lie. Best nachos I've ever had, and they're vegan. So. There you go. Um, all right, so we're going to uh, take a break. Hell. And, and then we're going to uh, do a new quiz and talk about the misfits. And then we're going to go home and go to sleep. Oh, yeah. And we're back. And we're back. We're supposed to do it together, dude. Oh, shit. We'll do, we'll do better next oh, time. Oh, boy. All right, now. This is something that I heard on another podcast, on the Poundcast. It was a throwaway bit that they did. They did it for two seconds, and they said they were never going to do it again. I think this is something that Chuck can excel at. What I'm going to do is I want to play a trailer for a movie, and he has to guess what the movie is just by listening to the audio. Okay, and obviously you're going to cut it short of the title of the film. Otherwise, it <laughs> uh, Maybe. Well. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I did check these movies out, and hopefully... Now, I, should, should I, if I know it before, should I wait for it to end or should I just no, shout no, it out? No, no, I think you should shout it out. Okay. Shout. Because one thing I know, shout. one thing I did notice, let it all let out. Let it all out, thank yeah. you. Um, one thing I did notice that bugged me a little bit in the episode with Paul is I should have waited until my buzzer was done because oh, uh, okay. a couple times the buzzer kind of, kind of, uh, went over uh, what uh, you, you were saying. You couldn't really answer. hear my answer. Yeah. yeah, same thing with Paul. I yeah. agree. Okay. Well, I, I agree. You're really a fuck that up, dude. Yeah, that was my fault. No, I'm joking. Send hate mail to notnordicpod at gmail.com. Are you ready? Yep. Here's the beginning. We're doing best of five like usual? Best of five. Okay. This is called Guess That Trailer. Guess That Trailer. Here we go. It's the story of these kids who get booted from their country by this evil dude. That was that. 
Very good. Good job, dude. Thank you. <laughs> Can I tell you something about that movie? It's amazing. Rob Schneider's uh, acting in it, I really enjoy, especially when he's talking about the knives of Quan Tu. I went to a cutlery store and had all this money, and they said, money can't buy knives. That might be the only Rob Schneider movie I like. I thought I liked Deuce Bigelow, but I watched it uh, recently, and it didn't hold up for me. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Hopefully hopefully there's no ads on these. Well, and you know, if, if there is, we'll give something some free publicity. <laughs> yeah, please. Pay us. All right, here we go. Here's the next movie. See if you can guess it, folks. With Chuck. He is the movie master. Well, don't don't overhype me, dude. I only hype what I know. Okay, as you can see, I'm trying to vamp as this is taking for stinking ever to load. You heard me, for stinking ever. We got a sponsorship offer on Anchor. I said no. Really? Yeah, that's true. What was it for? I didn't even look. Oh, you should have checked it out. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's right. We're in this just to make money. That's, only. That's... <laughs> Okay, this this one this one is not working for some reason. I don't even like Jay. Well, we we know that. <laughs> he gave me forty ounces to freedom. So <laughs> forty ounces to freedom is my is my finger like blocking it or something? Folks, I'm having issues. Let's uh let's well, try and get this uh crack a lack in here. Why why is this not working? All right, we're gonna pause for a sec. Well, let's see if we can figure this out. Hang on. All right, we're All back. Right, we're back. You know, oh shit. No, we're we're good. <laughs> Wi-Fi does not help, so I'm going 4G, dogs. 4G. 4G. All right, you ready? See if you can guess this one. Here we go. You guess at home. You figure it out. The future. The polar ice caps have melted, and the Earth lies beneath a watery grave. Waterworld. Very <laughs> good. job, dude. Thanks. This this next one you might have an issue with. Okay. But you might have saw I saw this in the movies with my mom. And we watched a lot of weird movies that were I'm kind of dramas. This man shot Walter Delacroix and raped Hope Percy and stabbed her 17 times. In the courtroom at a sentencing, he was smiling and chewing his gum. He is an unfeeling, perverse misfit, and it is time. You've put in a request to be the spiritual advisor to Matthew Ponsley. This boy is to be executed in six days. Yeah, man, you know what you're Very good, dude. Great job. <laughs> what did I say? Movie Lord over here. <laughs> This, this is another one you might have an issue with, though. I think you might have an issue. Oh, you haven't had an issue with that. What am I talking about? But you might have an issue with this one. Yeah, I already won. Once upon a time, in the middle of a deep, dark factory, an average Joe, Joe Banks, lived a very boring life. Oh, my goodness. How did you know that? Did you see that? Yeah. Pardon me. <laughs> All right, folks. This is the last one. See if I can go, see if I can be perfect here. Oh my! I think you're really gonna have issues with this one. You keep saying that. <laughs> no, this one. I think you really will have an issue. Hopefully, you saw this movie. This movie rules. Here we go.
towards that English toad face. I don't love you and you don't love me. We're stranded here, you understand? His suspicion will change. I don't know. As Oakley, I don't think I know. Yeah. I'll give you a hint. Lois Gossett Jr. is in it. Will lead to friendship. No. <laughs> we should open up a little place here. I don't know. Like Some food. Enemy mine. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. I never heard of that one. Yes, I stumped him. You never heard of it? No. Oh my God. Okay. Sounds awesome though. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it sounds relevant to my interests. Okay, well, great job, man. You did awesome. Thanks. Uh, I would do that again. I had fun doing that. So, uh, email notnordicpod at gmail.com uh, to tell us if you enjoyed that as well. Um, we're cooking right along here. Uh, it's time for uh, punching bags, I guess. Right. Uh, so we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about the misfits. Yes. Um, the misfits. Uh, I don't know. Should I, should I go over the whole story again? The Misfits started. Uh, their singer was Glenn Danzig. He they ended the band in the '80s, and then in the '90s, the bass player Jerry wanted to get the band back together, but Danzig had no interest. So they ended up in court for a few years, and <clears throat> Jerry got use of the name, right? And started a, started a new band with his brother and a singer named Michael Graves, and I, I assume Danzig Glenn Danzig got like a cut of the, the merchandising and everything in exchange for allowing that. Um, and Dr. Chud. Dr. On, Chud on, on the drums. drums. That's Very true. good. They were also involved with latter period WCW, in case you weren't aware. Really? I was uh, unaware of that. Oh, yeah. Um, so Released then, in 97. 97, yeah. Um, we're doing American Psycho first, right? Yeah, 97. Okay. Uh, they, they, did a, they played the Electric Factory in Philly with uh, on, this to- on the American Psycho tour with... Oh, there's a cop. Hopefully, he doesn't hassle us. Um, they they played uh, with Earth Crisis, Guar, and Mephiscopheles on on this wow. tour. Yeah, very strange bill. Um, so yeah, obviously at this point they were still playing a lot of Danzig songs as well. Uh, so I don't know. What do you think? Uh, this this album reminds me of Paul. Paul Brown. Yes. Oh yeah. This reminds yeah. me of him because he. This is these are the two albums that he listened to a lot. Yeah, he was an unapologetic Michael Graves Misfits fan for sure. Yes, but Entertainment Weekly said their goofy formula of lyrics inspired by bad horror movies, poppy vocals, and blasting hardcore is still excellent mosh pit fodder. Oh, I was gonna say that sounded like it was gonna talk shit. It but... did. They they're the only one that really gave him a B. Rolling Stones gave it one and a half stars. It's harsh, dude. It is, dude. Um. Yeah, it's uh, I guess the big thing that that, that differentiates it is, uh, whereas I thought I think Danzig is tends to be a lot a little subdued. Uh, Michael Graves is very his vocals are very over the top. Okay. Um, and it's it's uh, the uh, doctor uh, not Doctor Chud um, Doyle the guitar player um, kind of brings more of a medley influence to this album. I think. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a it's a little more a little more a little heavier sounding, even though they're all pretty much three chord punk songs. No, I agree. I think there's there's two songs on here where I'm kind of taken aback, like whoa, this doesn't really fit their yeah mo- motif. And that 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 probably brings me back to what's going to be my overlying point about this is, I think it's it's almost best to address it as a separate band 
Because when a band is so revered, like, within, quote-unquote, the scene as the Misfits are, you know, it's, it's going to be a crapshoot comparing something that's essentially totally different to them. Um, well, let me break it down for you. Break it down. This is, this is pretty much my real strong introduction to the band. This was the first one you heard? This is my strong introduction. I heard We Are 138, you know, sure. Halloween... Mommy can you know I heard all of the stuff, but I never really was like Last caress. I never yeah. went out, and got those albums. I never went out and and listened to an entire album all the way through. For me, it was a song here, a song there. For for my entire introduction to them. Okay. This is the first album I heard from start to finish, multiple times because of Paul. Sure. I mean, I never, I didn't own it, but this is the only thing that I've heard. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul even had a pair of those uh, fingerless skeleton gloves. He did. Yeah. And he wore them in his 20s. He did. So, yeah. but hey, no judging. No yeah, judging. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean. But, um, and I know that, that that could shock a lot of people, but I have I have no deep down seated love for this band. I know, that doesn't surprise me. Before or after. I take them or leave them. That's the way it is. Same thing with Ramones. There's nothing deep seated with them. Take it or leave it, you know? No, no. I, I'm, I'm saying I respect them. I can listen to them. I can enjoy them, but I'm not a diehard. Like me. You're, you're a diehard for both? Yeah. Okay. I mean, have you heard my band? It's essentially The Misfits meets The Ramones. Okay. Yeah. I mean, did, did you know you know what the original title of the album was supposed to be called? American Psycho? No, yes. I don't. It was supposed to be called Dead King's Rise, a play on the band's resurrection. Oh, that's kind of cool, But But the hit, but the... the the song, the title song, title track. What Dead Kings Rise? Yeah, it wasn't on the album. Oh, well, that, so that that's why work, it, that's why it didn't work. Um, I'm trying. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's the first single was um, Dig Up Her Bones. Yeah, which it? is that's that song's a fucking earworm, dude. I, I dare you, I dare you to listen to Dig Up Her Bones and not like ten minutes later be. Like, Put me to the right. That shit is catchy. Yeah, that song is good. Yeah, that's that, that song rules. Okay, so I got a question. When, when was the first time you heard this album? When it came out? Like, what was your, what was your first introduction to it? Uh, so I heard "Dig Up Her Bones" first on the box. You remember the box? Really? Yeah. Oh damn. Yeah. So just for those who don't remember it, the box was um, uh, mu- like a like a music video station where. Uh, supposedly, uh, the people watching programmed it. I have my doubts. I, I think it. I think it was mostly uh, uh, they played whatever they wanted. Well, let me describe it a little bit better. It was like a music video jukebox. Yeah, yeah, that's totally yeah. So like each each video would have a number, and you'd call in, and for like two bucks, you'd be like number three, two, like, four, two, or something. Like like it would be like four eighty three rednecks, Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> oh man! And, and like you see the number at the bottom start getting punched in four three four, and you're like. What number is that? Oh, do, shit. Do, do, you, do you remember the conspiracy with the box? I know we're getting off topic. Well, I was going to first ask, if, did you ever call the box? I did. What did you order? Of course, I ordered uh, Amish Paradise <laughs> from uh, Weird Al. And because of Amish Paradise, they put in that thing where a video could not play right after one another because uh, Amish Paradise was the most played song. Video. Man, that is worlds away from the video I requested. What was yours? Uh, Wait and Bleed by Slipknot. Oh, hell yeah, dog. <laughs> no, yeah, mine I was. was... A big, I was a big knothead, man. I'm not even going to lie. Well, I also uh, did. Or a maggot, as they call their fans. Hell yeah. <laughs> I did request Marilyn Manson, um, Beautiful People. Sick. Yeah, it just came out and I was, oh, and Suicide Machine. 
what was it? It wasn't was it SOS? No, I got I got a new girl. No, it wasn't that song. The the the, the first hit that uh I'll break the glass. No, no. I'll break <laughs> no. it. I'll sing that whole fucking album. No, the uh Get this suicide. Is there anybody yeah, out there? Does anybody know? Yeah, I requested that song as well. <laughs> that is one of the that is one of the best albums ever, and I will I will fucking no, I agree. It's a good album. I, I will argue any. I will argue that point to anybody. But that is not what we're arguing. We're arguing no. about misfits. Yeah, let's so. circle back to the misfits. Uh, I heard the misfits on the box. Uh, a friend of mine loaned me. You know what? This might have been the first. It might have been the first full misfits album I heard too. Okay. Yeah, and I think I probably. And when did you hear it? Around that time? Yeah, pretty quickly. Because uh, um, uh, I saw them in 99 or something. Okay. And, um, yeah, so I, I think I, I think my friend loaned me American Psycho, and then I immediately went out and bought Walk Among Us and, like, one of the collections. And, like, I was pre- and it was funny, too, because I think there was, like, when I first heard the Danzig stuff, I was like, whoa, that's really different from, from what I just heard. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's... it's it, I don't know. Maybe that has to has to do with the fact that I have some degree of affection for this album. Is that it was the first, um, you know, the first one I was really exposed to. Now that I, now that I'm talking it out, right? As a side note, you know, Michael Graves is like a loud and proud Republican. Okay. Like, like there's pictures of him wearing like an Alex Jones T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually um, he was on um, the Daily Show, I think, with uh, this guy Brendan who sings in the Lawrence Arms. And they 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 did like a little political debate segment. Okay. And uh, Michael Graves was like, you know, how can you take somebody seriously with tattoos up and down his arms or whatever? And Brandon was like, dude, you paint your face. Wow! <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's funny. Yeah, that's uh, they they seem to have like wiped that out off of YouTube. But if, really? if you can find it, it's it's worth checking out. That is pretty. Is is there another song on this album that you uh, you enjoy that sticks out in your head? Um. Yeah. Um. It's over, it's over, this haunting, it's over. Okay, and, uh, track 13. I also haunting. like, uh, don't open till doomsday, destruction's not far away. <laughs> you know what song I like? Go ahead. But along with Dig Up Her Bones, The Shining. Carolyn, Carolyn. Isn't that weird? The songs are shining and they're singing about poltergeists. Yeah. Carolyn, the beast is calling. Carolyn, Carolyn. I I guess he's referring to the shining coming from the television. Is that what that's supposed to be? I guess. Or maybe he's comparing Carolyn's. Maybe. Maybe there was a cross kind of thing there. Think about it, folks. Let's get into that on our next podcast. Did you listen to the hidden track? Uh, I don't remember it. Hell no. Night. That's a that's a good one. I don't too. I don't remember it, but uh Well, I've already sang like four of them, so I'll, I'll <laughs> Oh, I was waiting for I was trying to get him to do it again. Well, uh, we're going to I'm going to sing a couple of songs from Famous Monsters, so we're, we're, we'll we'll save it. Okay. Uh so what's what's the verdict? Uh we 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 like we like American Psycho. Or? I enjoy it. I can listen to it all the way through and and actually enjoy it. Okay. Uh, okay, so a couple years later, we got Famous Monsters, which has really cool cover art. It's it's a it's I a, agree. It's, it's a really cool painting of the four of them. I think came um, out October fifth, nineteen ninety nine. Got it for Christmas from Santa Claus. Did I, you really? I did. Yeah, Santa Claus. Yeah, he, wow. hooked, he hooked me up. He knows you pretty well. Bro. Um, so uh, this one I think is really like went 
even more over the top in terms of like being really silly. Really, I think. I mean, he. I mean, I think. I think the best song. Saturday night. No. The really? For, the Forbidden Zone is the best song on this the entire forbi- Really? Yeah, I love it. Really? Mo- most people really ride with Saturday Night. Back on Earth, it's all they dream about. about. All the evidence is Love it, man. So <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, it's very... Um, I mean, I guess they sort of maintain that from the Danzig days, having like really like soaring choruses. You right, know, yeah. That was definitely a hallmark of Danzig Misfits, but it was... I don't know. The songs are more... Um, this album is not as good, I feel, as American Psycho. I, I agree. Okay. I agree. A lot of people say Famous Monsters is better. I think American Psycho oh. is, is is a more it's a more cohesive set of songs. Yes. Like I think it fits together better. Yeah. Agreed. I, I, Agreed. One hundred percent. I totally agree. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, we can agree on it. Um, but there are there are definitely some jams. Uh, I think I think uh, Famous Monsters probably has a couple too many songs. Like by the end, like the yeah, the, 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 the last few start to blend together. Like the last real good one, in my opinion, is probably uh, scared. How about a little fire, scarecrow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it seems like the first like fifteen minutes of the album, the first what nine songs, yeah, are pretty solid. But what's that? Yeah, what was the song? Uh, yeah, Saturday Night is like a ballad. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be like a almost like um like a fifty style ballad, yeah. Yeah, but there is nothing horror about it at all. The first line of the song is there's fifty two ways to murder anyone. Oh, is that what he says? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't sit and read the lyrics. One and two are the same and they both work as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, what I just said doesn't make any sense, because I really couldn't hear what he was saying when I was listening to it. I just listened to it all the way through. I listened to it twice, actually, um, today at work. Okay. And I didn't really get a good hear of the lyrics. Yeah, no, that's definitely, like, about women that he killed. Okay. Well, then that's... The next, that, <laughs> well, that's cool. That's that, allowed, that, then. Well, that's cool, then. <laughs> well, we can keep it. Keep it on the album. <laughs> Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein. Yeah, what Doyle, Doyle Cialfo? I think they're all—they're all just Italian dudes from New Jersey. <laughs> well, hey, look where they're at now. And what would you say? They're—they're they're doing like a, and Danzig is refusing to do anything after what he was a part of, correct? Yeah, they—they—they they, they, they signed a con- so they signed a contract to do ten shows as the original Misfits, and the lineup is Doyle, Jerry, Danzig. And Dave Lombardo from Slayer on drums. Wow. Yeah. And from what I understand, and I don't forgive me if I'm talking out of school here. It's okay. Um, Class is in session. They're they're playing twenty thousand seat venues and charging like a hundred bucks for the cheap seats. So they're Whoa. making they're making millions of dollars from these shows. And from what I understand, Jerry and Doyle are paying. Uh, or Jerry, Jerry and Danzig are playing, paying Doyle and Lombardo like ten grand a night, while they're making like hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, I mean, but if that's all they really want to, you know, if they just want to play, that's probably the most they've ever made. Wouldn't you think so? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, Danzig's never played arenas. 
I mean, I was honestly when they first announced these reunions and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna be at Madison Square Garden or you know the Prudential." I was like, "There's no way they're gonna fill twenty thousand seats." And I'll tell you what, they've been really smart about it. They've spread out the dates and they spread out the locations. So you know, it's like all of the like the one the one in Newark sold out in like an hour. Damn. Yeah, and it it was like from what I understand from people who were there, they did that thing where it was like. You had to put your phone in a little Ziploc bag, oh, okay. so you couldn't take any videos of it. Right? Because I think Danzig, I think Danzig's voice is a little shot, and I think he didn't want people to know. Do you think that he he will cover? Uh, you think I'll do Mother? Do you think that they will at do the, that? at the at the Mister Show? Yes. No. Do you, you don't think so? No. Okay. No. Uh, I actually so I saw Danzig at House of Blues in AC a million years ago, and right. uh, he ended the set with half an hour of Misfit songs with Doyle. Really? Yeah, this was when uh, this was when him and Jerry were still beefing. So I, you know, I, I like Danzig okay, but I sat through like an hour, hour and a half of Danzig material, and I was literally sitting on the balcony, being like, uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, Jerry, uh, Danzig just goes, "This is my friend Doyle, and this one's called Twenty Eyes." <laughs> and that, I, I went insane. Oh, that's dude. awesome. Yeah, you're like, okay, time <laughs> to get a what? Huh? Um. Yeah, so that I mean, he sounded he sounded like he was into it that night, probably okay. because he didn't have to be around Jerry. Because I still don't think him and Jerry like each other necessarily. And it's funny because like you hear differing reports about Jerry as a person. Like, it, it, you know, he seems like I mean, he'll put the Misfits name on any any fucking thing. Kiss style. Yeah, yeah. He's he's very much like Junior Gene Simmons. Okay. Um, but on the other hand, like people who have met him and been in his presence say he's actually a very nice person. And I remember, I uh, so moving forward uh, on one of the American Psycho tours, uh, I believe it was actually in Orlando at the venue at Disneyland. Um, Dr. Chud and Michael Graves quit the band on stage. Whoa. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine played the show, so I heard about this firsthand. Um, so they walked off stage, and basically it was Jerry and uh, Jerry and Doyle, and they did, like, uh, they just played, they let the crowd sing We Are 138 for a while, so people didn't get all pissed <laughs> off. All right, we've been singing this for about 15 minutes. <laughs> Maybe we'll play another. No, let's just keep it. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Na, 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 na. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's a tough situation, you know? You don't want people to, like... I mean, I'm sure that venue wasn't big enough to cause, like, a riot, but you didn't want any problems or anything, you know? Oh, no, definitely not. And it's it's a testament to, you know... I mean, people say Jerry's a nice guy, but for them to literally say, in the middle of a show... We're leaving. That's rough, man. Like I was in this band a few years ago, and we uh, we did like a little weekend tour, right? And we we went to Connecticut and Rhode Island, and the third show was in Brooklyn. And it was clear to me by day one that I just the uh, you know I I'd played shows with them, but I hadn't spent entire days with them. And right. By day one, it was clear that they hated me, and I hated them. Oh, and okay. so on the way to Brooklyn. I was like, look, this is going to be my last show tonight. Like, this this isn't working. Right. So even when I was kind of in the position that Dr. Chud and Michael Graves were, I at least, like, f- finished my obligation. Like, I could have been like, yo, I'm taking the train back to Philly. You guys, good luck tonight. Play without a bass player. Right. But it was that volatile that they, were, they just Damn. walked off stage. Well, I mean, hey, bro, if Mick and Keith can do it, then, I mean, they're getting paid some serious bank. 
you know? Yeah. So, I mean, if you get that bank, yo. And I mean, you know, uh, Dr. Chud has some kind of band called, uh, I think it's the X Ward, where I'm pretty sure they just play Michael Graves' era Misfits songs. Probably. And Michael Graves tours out his, I actually saw him, Paul Brown booked him at the Boneyard. Okay. And it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Really? Yeah, he played all the songs slow and with no guitar distortion. Okay. So it was just like... It was like an art piece. It was like, I was crying on Saturday night. Hey, but you know what, man? You got to see it. I did. I did. So that's pretty... I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, well... You got to see something unique. Yeah, and I I, I mean, I saw him play... Like I said, I did see a Michael Graves Misfits show, and I actually saw... So, uh, in between, when... um, they reunited with Danzig and when Graves quit uh, they toured with Jerry Only the bass player singing and I, I saw that a couple of times too and Dr. Chud because Dr. Chud quit for a while they had Marky Ramone from the Misfits and then they got Robo from Black Flag and then uh, so it was like a, a who's who of, yeah. oh gosh yeah so it was the, so for a while not only would they do uh, Misfit songs I think they did Ramones and Black Flag oh, songs too oh my gosh yeah okay enough yeah yeah, it's, it's, yeah he it's, was he was hanging on by a thread at that point yeah so it was um, uh, the the Michael Gra- it's funny that people still kind of debate the the merits of Michael Gray's Misfits because like in terms of like time and the time that band existed, like it was really just, you know, four maybe five years. Like it wasn't it, it wasn't even that long. But it was just because it was it was the resurrection of such a beloved resurrection. I use that word on purpose uh, <laughs> because it was the resurrection of such a beloved band. I mean, it just it. I mean, man, so, some hardcore misfits band fans hate that shit with a passion. Really? Yeah. Although I think as time has gone on, maybe people have gotten softer on it. It's like you know, these albums are fun. Like they're they're not reinventing the fucking wheel, but you know, you can put American Psycho on and turn it up in the car and yeah. you know, sing along to all the woes and stuff. No, I agree. No, I agree. I think I think that this that these were my two introductions, and they were both in my later years, like in my twenties. You know what I mean? To a full album of the Misfits. Yeah. And like I said, songs here and there. So I, you didn't get into the Misfits till your twenties? Yeah, I was not a big fan. Wow. I never bought a Misfits shirt. I never did anything like that. I never, like I said, songs here and there. We played a show with this band, band called the Scumbags, and they covered We Are One Thirty. That's the Scumbags with a Z, by the way. It is. Yeah. And this was back in nineteen ninety eight. Sure. And they played, and everyone was singing, and I was just like, I, I didn't know, I didn't know what it was, and I. Someone's like, oh, this is the Misfits. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And that's what I'm saying. 98 was my first introduction. Yeah, I remember... Uh, like, I got I'm sorry. Go ahead. I remember... You remember the Insubordinates? They would always do yes. Death Comes Ripping. Yeah, Insubordinates. They were from uh, North Jersey. Yeah. They were good guys. Yeah, I like those guys. So what were you saying? I was going to say your introduction to, like, punk music. What was the first... Seven inch you bought? What, like, what were the first few oh. seven inches you bought? Like, where did you buy them? Like, uh, no effects. Uh, the PMRC can suck on this. Was, okay. I believe my very first one. All right. I bought that off a friend. I, I believe I bought that off friend of the show, Justin P. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, that was uh, uh, the guys from Moron Envy were really my big, my big kind of entree. Into VOMCD. VOMCD, Victims of Mad Cow Disease, and then through them, 
it's it's funny through them you know they took me to my first couple local shows and then I, I met you guys the numbskulls and you know realized that you know later on that Paul Brown who I'd known fucking half my life was joining your band I was like oh yeah I know you guys okay um, so that you know it all kind of came full circle I have a funny show that uh, Moran Envy actually got us on they got us on this show I know that I'm jumping around here but someone sprayed mace at the beginning of their set. I think I heard this story. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, I don't have to go into it. But uh, yeah, my first my first few seven inches I bought at a show, a local show that I went to. It was, I think I talked about this before. It was this band Splurge, Exit Stretch, and uh, this other band called Striped Bastards. That's a great, was it with two S's? It was. Of course. Dude, it was, <laughs> those two albums I listened to all the time. And then I went to Akrat and I bought Earth Crisis and I bought Gorilla Biscuits. Yeah. You know, I had no idea what they were. I was just told, yo, get this, get these uh, albums. Man, Akrat, that was later on when I was getting into some real questionable stuff. Akrat was real clutch because I'd be in, go in there and be like, hey, you guys got Time to Shine by E-Town Concrete, right? And they did. Atlantic Cities Records and Tapes. That's what it stands for. Holy shit, I never knew that. I didn't know that even until Joel told me about it. Huh. Considering, yeah. considering the fact that half of their merchandise was uh, weed, weed lord, weed weed lord, lord accessories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's an interesting thing to name your and store. And you weren't allowed to say bong or you were kicked out of the store. Really? Yeah, you had to say uh, tobacco pipes. Tobacco pipes. <laughs> yes, okay. Note to you folks, when you go into a head shop, make sure you say tobacco pipes. Yeah, because people definitely... Or you're out. People definitely smoke tobacco out of those things. What do they smoke out of them? Tobacco! <laughs> <laughs> Wacky tobacco, maybe. There you go. All right, so that's the... Let's put it... Any, any last comments on the Misfits before we move forward here? Uh, that, that is... That, 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 that's all I have to say is that these two albums I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed American Psycho way better, but... Okay. Yeah, I, I'm glad you. Uh, there's, there's no hatred. Like I said, a lot of people, a lot of people prefer Famous Monsters. So I'm glad, I'm glad you agree with me that American Psycho is a stronger record. Hell yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, for I don't know how we're gonna work this. Probably for next time. Yeah. Um. Our spooky, spooky, uh, punching bags. Um, okay. I'm gonna give you a choice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you two, and you can choose one. You ready? Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna give you the choice of watching. Uh, po- you've probably already seen it, but uh, possibly the most divisive horror movie in history, and that is Halloween Three. Okay. Do you know Halloween Three? That's the one that Michael Myers is not in. Well, do you know? Did we talk about the whole premise about the Halloween movies? About how it was gonna he wanted to make it like an anthology or something. He wanted to do he wanted to do one and two with Michael Myers yeah. and stop, and then do three stop, do four, and do yeah. a different one for each thing. I heard that on the Horror Shelf podcast. Yeah. Like that, that was their whole progression of what they wanted to do was keep it an anthology. Yeah. yeah, and everybody hated three, so he went back to Michael Myers. Right. Uh, but there's been a lot of re- reevaluation of three. A lot, a lot of people actually think it's pretty good. It's, okay. it's, it's very divisive. What's the other choice? Okay, so the other choice. Sorry, Spencer. <laughs> the other choice, I mean, you might be going back to Halloween 3 when I give you the other choice. Okay, go ahead. The other choice is uh, the second Tales from the Crypt film, Bordello of Blood. I never saw it. I never saw that either. That's the one with um, Dennis George. Mi- Dennis Miller. George Clooney, too? No. That, oh, that's, from du- that's from Dusk Till Dawn. Dusk Till Dawn. That movie okay. is fucking amazing. Okay. That's, that's a whole other story. All right. Bordello of Blood? Yeah, it's... 
it's about vamp. It's about vampires who uh, uh, these these female vampires that own a, a, va- a brothel uh, that's in the back of a mortuary, and they you know they feast on their johns. Your boy Corey Feldman's in it. I don't know, man. That's challenging. Why, why don't you pick it for me? Because I haven't seen. I mean, I have seen season of the witch or whatever it is, right? Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. And I have not seen Bordello of Blood. Let's do Bordello of Blood. Fuck. All right. All right. I'm interested. Uh, Your feedback will probably be more entertaining on that one. Okay. All right. So my punch of bag for you, keeping in the spooky sense, is a movie from, actually from 2016. Okay. This movie is called The Eyes of My Mother. It has a 6.2 on IMDb. It's a movie that my wife actually found, Melissa. Okay. We were going through and she's like, let's just watch it. I said, I don't want to watch it. It doesn't look good. The entire movie, we were... It's on... I believe it's on Netflix. It's free to watch. Black so, and white, huh? Dude. Just... You might enjoy it. I I was shocked about how good it was. So. Uh, the site's consensus on Rotten Tomatoes states, The Eyes of My Mother uses a shocking trauma to fuel a hauntingly hypnotic odyssey whose nightmarish chill lingers long after the closing credits. Well, shit. Yeah. Produced, produced by Max Born, Chris's brother. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, hof- okay, yeah. Hopefully, you enjoy that. I was going to read the synopsis of. Uh, do you? No, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I was thinking. The old you- bag of bones crypt keeper returns for a second full-length feature flick about a funeral home that is a front for a whorehouse run by vampires. That's that pretty much covers it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that pretty much covers it. <laughs> Okay, so what were you gonna say? I was gonna say if you had another horror thing handy, maybe we could maybe we could do because we have pulled back the curtain that we do, um, you know, uh, two episodes at a time. Right. So maybe if we if we could do one punching bag per, maybe you could watch Halloween and and Bordello if you have another one for me. Uh, off, the- I, off the top of my head, I cannot think of one. Which is very problematic because I would love to just shoot one out for you right now. Well, maybe I'm... what we'll do is if you if you come up with one in the interim, maybe we'll just introduce it at the know, beginning. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I'm gonna throw out here. Um, Were you ever a Puppet Master fan? Uh, Andrew Toulon. Yeah, I watched the first one a long time ago. Okay. I liked I liked it quite a bit. There's one there's one um, puppet master, the Littlest Reich, where the puppet is a Nazi, and I've actually been meaning to watch that one. That's more recent, though. Yeah, it's one of the newer ones. Okay. Um. So. Uh, and you've you've only seen the first one, correct? Yes. Okay. Um. So, on October thirtieth. Oh, which I, was, I got it for you. Okay, hit me. Critters two. Oh, awesome! Have you seen that? Movie? No, never have. <laughs> yeah. Have you okay. seen Critters one? Yes. All right, good. So, because then you can watch Critters too. All right, so you're gonna watch. So I'm gonna be lo- I'm gonna be lost. You I- won't because you've already seen Critters one. <laughs> so we got you got Critters two in in the in, what is it in, in the, the eyes of my mother. Okay, and you're gonna do Halloween three. Okay. And Bordello of Blood. Okay, awesome. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, Critters two is I remember seeing it on Prism. I love Prism. That so was one I, of the man. best things ever. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um. So yeah. So on October thirtieth. If you guys have any other uh, uh, spoo- spoo- spooky month uh, topics you want us to do, feel free to write in notnordicpod at Please. gmail.com. Dot com. Um, on the 30th, we're going to do, um, and like Jay, I like to, if I if I sort of um, take ideas, it, it's not the exact same thing, but basically uh, this is a mesh of, uh, what I want to do is do a 24-hour horror playlist. Um, so you can do TV or movies, 
uh, equaling up to 24 hours of horror. Your ideal, if you were to sit and watch scary shit for 24 hours, what would it be? And me and Jay will each do one. And if you, anybody else wants, if anybody wants to write in with theirs, we'll read it too. Yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. So what you do is you pick your movie, and the time has to equal twenty four hours. Yeah. So and you can even so part of this is inspired by the fact that I go to a twenty four hour uh, horror marathon in Philly every year, and the other part, uh, one of my favorite podcasts ever, Kissing Contest, used to do um, when they would have a guest on, they would have them do a twenty four hour playlist of anything. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, I like and that. so what they did was they would even have them make up like like your scenario for it. Like you know, I'm at my dad's house and we're 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 starting at six a.m. and we're putting things in. The, you know, we're watching shit on the VCR or right. whatever. Um, so you don't have to quite do that unless you want to. But yeah, it'll, it'll be fun, and you know, it's, I'm sure um, you'll have some you know you, you'll have some TV episodes that you mix in here. Oh there. yeah, definitely. So, uh, like I said, if anybody wants to participate in that exercise, we will read your emails. Yes. We read emails in full, even if they're quite lengthy, like Melissa's. <laughs> yeah, but I enjoyed everything about it. I thought, you know what, the, the only thing I liked about it, it was written very well, and you read it very well. Thanks, man. So it was a compliment to both of you. Like, it, it would be different if it was written, like, like hard to read. Yeah, yeah. But that she wrote it so well, yeah. and it was entertaining. That's what I really enjoyed about it. She knew where she was going, and she got there, and it was right. certainly relevant to the idea that we're doing spooky things this month. Right, and I just want to I just want to read the review for Critters 2 real quick before Critters we go. Critters 2. It's a 5.5 on IMDb, okay. 30% rotten. Okay. Okay, here's a synop. A batch of unhatched critter eggs are mistaken for Easter eggs by the county folk inhabitants of Grover's Bend, and before long... The ferocious furballs are on the rampage. Sounds amazing. Again. Into it, bro. Critters 2. Into it. Starring Scott Grimes, Leanne Curtis, Don Keith Hopper. Why are we whispering? Because there's a guy looking through my window. Oh, shit. Sir, leave me alone. (laughs) All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. It is. Well, folks, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. We will catch you next week. We're gonna be giving you the low down dirty shame on our uh, on our punching bags. And always remember, we're not Nordic. Nordic. Goodbye. <laughs>